You are listening to the She Speaks podcast. The She Speaks podcast is here to normalize our experiences in life and business by sharing our stories of rising from the proverbial ashes of our real life trials and tribulations. When we share our experiences, we give others permission to keep putting one foot in front of the other, remember to breathe, and to never, ever leave the power of our promising futures on the table. Tune in weekly for fresh new content that will inspire you to share your story too. All right. Hello, everybody. Uh, you Welcome to the She Speaks podcast. And my name is Shannon Miller, and I am here with three authors from our beautiful book, She Grieves, and they are Jillian Sawyer, Karen Hagen, and Sasha Howell. And these beautiful, amazing, courageous women join me in writing in our collaborative book and definitely was a book from the heart. It was something that I always wanted to do. And normally I'm behind the scenes at the publishing house. I definitely work with the lead authors and the co-authors, but more behind the scenes, like I said. But I had the absolute honor and pleasure to be the lead author with this book. And it is definitely a book that I've had on my heart and mind for a number of years wanting to do. And for some reason, it just was time. And I... I don't need, like, I just put it out there a little bit. And then these incredible people all contacted me and I got to have chats with them all and, and they willingly (laughs) joined, (laughs) maybe more trusted and joined. And I couldn't have been happier with uh, the people that did join us. So welcome, ladies. I'm so glad that you are here with me today. And Again, I just want to thank you one more time for joining me in this book. I absolutely want to acknowledge the courage that it took to write and share your stories, but also the willingness to go back into the darkness. And I think we've all said at one point in time that even though we knew that it would be um, hard, it would be really hard to go back there. And honor our story and share it with truth and not stay on the level of just the upper outer story to really go deep and share with our readers uh, the true trueness of our grief. Um, Yeah, I just couldn't be more proud and just thank you again for your willingness to to feel all that again for, for all of our readers and listeners out there. So I just have a few questions. I just thought we could chat a little bit about She Grieves. Um, It's to me is definitely kind of a one of a kind type of book. I haven't found anything out there like it. And trust me, I searched (laughs) and searched and searched and searched. So that was kind of the whole point of this book. And everybody was just so 100% on board, had the kind of the same vision as I did with this. So I just thought we could start by maybe everybody could introduce themselves and maybe just answer this first question. How about that? So I'm really super curious on why you agreed to write your story and she grieves, knowing that you'd have to go back into the darkness. So maybe we can just go around. You can introduce yourself and answer the question. Um, Let's start with Jillian. Hi, Shannon. Thanks so much for having me. Um, so my name is Jillian Sawyer and I live in Alberta and I wrote the story of how I lost my mom as I was walking into my motherhood journey. And I wrote this story basically because every time I've brought it up in the last seven years, somebody's come to me and said, me too. Mm-hmm. So I just, I knew that it needed to be in the, the hands and the hearts of a lot of people because I know there's so many people out there that are suffering in silence. And part of it for me being in my early thirties, when I lost my mom is that I didn't have anyone around me that had been uh, down the same path. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to make sure that the people that were walking that right now had some, something to turn to, or just know that somebody else knows how they feel. Oh, so true. I, and I think we can all relate to that so much. And probably a lot of our listeners can absolutely 
resonate with that thinking that and feeling that you're all alone and just don't know anybody else in that that same kind of um going through the same thing and yet in hindsight i think we realize there's always someone else going through it but you can't connect yeah. and this book is a beautiful way to connect and i really liked your title your title was a pres- prescription of grief which yeah. was weaved throughout your story and it's it's just such a beautiful story so thank you thank you um okay karen do you want to share a little bit about your story and who you are and all that Absolutely. Thank you. Um, I'm Karen Hagen, and I'm from Calgary. And um, my story was a journey. Um, I felt compelled to write almost as a tribute. I lost my sister to cancer five years ago and um, just wanted to to make sure that she wasn't forgotten was kind of my first thing. But then when I started writing and uh, releasing a lot of the emotions that I had kept inside for so long, because I've always been very strong and very guarded in my emotions, um, I really ended up going back over 30 years ago when I lost my mom and dad in my early 20s. And same as what Jillian said we had nothing. There was nobody, nobody at my age had lost their parents that I knew of. And so we, we were on this track, my sisters and brother and I, that nobody knew what the destination was going to be or where we're going to find ourselves. And um, so we just hunkered down and put up our walls and off we went in our lives and um, affecting everything that happened in the last 30 years and then bringing my and then when my sister passed away all those emotions starting to come out and um just one more little thing here I actually went to my auntie's funeral on Saturday she's the very thank you she's the very last of our gener of that generation she um she has buried everybody all her brothers and sisters my mom and dad my mom's sister and husband, like she's the last. And uh, when I was sitting there watching the video that the family played, it was absolutely beautiful. But I saw just how much I have missed not having my mother and father uh, for the last 30 years or even the last 20 years or 10 years. or And I still got mad. Like I think it's not that we're ever going to be, oh, yeah, I'm done grieving. I still got mad. I still got angry. Like, that's not fair. Yeah. So I don't think people need to know that this book is going to be like, oh, you know, I'll read it and I'll be fine. It's just showing you that you can have all different kinds of emotions and feelings and it's okay. And it was okay for me still to be angry, but I talked about it with my sisters. Mm. So it was way different. Normally I wouldn't have said anything. So yeah, it was, it's just different the way you're, you're going through the grief, I think. So yeah. yeah. Well, and yours was called easier to feel numb. Yes. Yeah. That's very interesting. Knowing Mm -hmm. your story, having read it, it's very interesting that you just naturally talk to your siblings then because yeah, in your story that that wasn't a thing before. So no, no. That's an interesting yeah. piece of j- the journey after writing your chapter then. Absolutely. It was very healing. I think it's been very healing for me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I think I, I love what you said about part of this book is definitely showing that it, it's just a journey. There's no, it's mm-hmm. not an end. So maybe some people don't even like calling it a journey, but it's just a forever journey. Yeah. Um, I personally just feel like grief is just an extension of my love. So it's forever with me. It's not going away. I just learn to deal with it or heal a little bit more or, you know, resonate with other people who are sharing. But absolutely, like, and also the thought of getting mad about seeing what you missed out on. Mm-hmm. Like that really, like, oof, that kind of like hit me when you said that. 
Because it's true, no matter what life experience is, even, even if it's a beautiful life experience, because I kind of went through the same thing. My son recently got married. And I mean, it was so happy. And it was a beautiful day. Like everything about it was just so amazing. And there was a piece of me that was still so mad that Katie wasn't yeah. part of it. Yeah. And I mean, I know she was there in spirit. Like, I really believe that I could feel her presence, all of that. But I just wanted her there, like there. I wanted to touch her and know that she was enjoying it. And so I totally, totally understand what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, for sure. You don't get over it. No. It's just, yeah. And it's like, it's, like you said, yeah. it's just an extension. Just, yeah. Yeah. Learning, yeah. learning how to live life with happiness and joy and all that alongside it, for sure. For yeah, sure. absolutely. Thanks, Karen. Sasha, your your chapter is called Riding the Waves, which yeah. I also really love that title. <laughs> Thanks, Riding the Waves. Yeah, and to sort of segue from what you guys were just saying um, about missing, you know, your person missing stuff and how it, maddening that is, um, that's sort of a new thing for me. My dad died three years ago tomorrow, actually, mm-hmm. is the anniversary. And um he died by suicide. So that comes with some extra layers. And this past summer, my brother, uh, he, he races motorcycles and he won a really big race. And that was the first time I was ever really like, Ooh, my dad should have been here for this. Like I was so angry at like this missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so hi, my name is Sasha Howell. I am in Toronto, Ontario. And, um, my, my book is sort of in two parts because my mom died when I was 29 in a car accident. So dealing with that, you know, sudden loss and, and sort of figuring that all out. And I think at that age with, you know, similar to Jillian and Karen, I didn't know anybody else that had gone through it. So I was kind of like, okay, I'm going to figure this out and, and I'll get over it. I'll get through it and get over it. And life will go back to normal. And it was it's not at all what happened. So that was sort of where I learned that there are these, these waves, there's good and there's bad, and it's okay to kind of um, ride them. And, you know, you, you can't fight it off. You're going to have a bad day. You can't pretend it's not there. It's not going anywhere. Yep. Um, and then, you know, six years later when my dad died, and, and I talk about this in the book, but I thought like, okay, I've been through this before. I'm a bit of an expert. I can handle it. And then like, bam, it was a totally different like ocean to, to ride. So just learning how to maneuver all of that. And then, and then, yeah, conversations I've had with people since either of my parents have died and, um, you know, people are like, how do you do it? How do you, how do you get up every day with a smile on your face and move on? And part of it is what other choice do I have? And, and the fact that it is a choice, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't move on in the sense like that that I've forgotten about them or I'm over it or it's not there anymore. But like I carry I carry my grief, I carry my love for my parents, I carry the things that they taught me into everything I do every day. And I think that was kind of the message that I was hoping to mm-hmm. give to readers, sort of that um, there will be bad days and that's totally okay. Um, I still have, you know, moments again where something happens and I wish my parents were here. And and like you said, Shannon, you you know they're there um, in spirit. You know they're somewhere. There's there's this feeling, but it's not the same. It's not like I want I want them here. I want them to see my home. I want them to like, you know, be be part of my events in the backyard or whatever's going yeah. on. And um, yeah. So so yeah. I just I mean you know, I'll be cooking something and song will come on and it'll remind me of my mom. And I'm like in a puddle on the floor nine years later, Mm -hmm. that never really stops. But, um, but then on the other hand, it's okay to, you know, smile and have fun and laugh about things. And I joke about my mom and memories and things that she used to do. And, and I, I mean, I think that's okay too. We just carry on with them in a different way. Absolutely. And I think that's, that's a huge part of this book is to show everybody one, it's okay to keep feeling those feelings. And in fact, it's better to feel those feelings when they come up. And you do learn how to kind of ride them. That's a pure, perfect analogy, because 
if you keep running away from them, which I did for a little while, like I literally ran, like I, I ran a marathon. <laughs> I trained for a marathon, but also now again, in hindsight, I realized I was actually trying to run away from my grief, but um, it didn't work. I ended up, you know, like with adrenal fatigue and like all, all the things, because that's what happened. That's what I believe when you hold on to those feelings and you don't deal with them and you just keep suppressing them. They have to come out some way, whether it's illness or anger or coping mechanisms that maybe aren't the healthiest. Yeah, somebody actually, just to what you said, I was talking to somebody a few weeks ago and they had this analogy to, just to help you picture it of, of pushing like a basketball down into water. If you're trying to push your emotions down or push your feelings down, the more you push it down in the water, eventually it's going to pop back up and hit you in the face when you're least wow. expecting it. And it's this like, <laughs> but it's this like explosion of, and usually it happens at all the wrong times, yes. right? So, yeah. so if you just keep trying to push it down and shove that ball under water, water eventually it's, it's going to come back yeah so I and think when you least expect it too mm -hmm. so true oh my goodness I love that Jillian I think um, one of the things that I've learned so much and it just resonates with what everyone's saying is um, my most healing moments in this journey have been when I've completely fallen apart yeah. because it allowed me to I guess, feel the things that I had been suppressing, but also like invite other people into my story, mm. like finally reach out for help or finally express how I'm feeling. Um, and I think until I've had those big moments where things just blew up in my face, it was, it's hard to process. Yeah. So I hope that people listening or reading the book have the feeling that like, it's totally okay to completely fall apart. And it's just like part of the process. Absolutely. Oh, I, oh, I couldn't agree more with that. Yeah, Karen, you want to share something? Yeah, um, and that's one thing, Jillian, I've always, um, and Sasha and all of you were talking about how um, the falling apart and, and how healing that that is. And that is something that I never allowed myself to do. And, actually, and I still don't, really. It, but I do let my emotions flow a little bit more. And so part of my um, story was it's okay to have that strength and even that armor. Um, I'm talking a lot with my hands here, but nobody can <laughs> see. <laughs> so, um, but to let it out and whatever that letting out is mm. for you, because one of the lines in my book that I had was because um, somebody said to me, after I had come back to work from uh, a death that I'd had in my family, like, boy, if it was me, I wouldn't be able to be here today. Like, how are you here? And, and I thought, what the hell is wrong with me? Why, why aren't I a puddle on the floor? Like I must be, something must be wrong with me. So um, I've always kind of admired people that can let their emotions go and be that puddle on the floor, because I just feel like that must really be healing and really feel good. Whereas I've always been kind of the opposite where I've always been that um, strength I, and armor. Yeah. I think you bring up a good point because everybody grieves differently. So mm -hmm. there is no judgment, but for me, when I do hit that, that point where I'm crumpled on the floor, I feel like the weight of my grief is like, lessened yeah. because like I'm able to get rid of it that way which is part of what the running was supposed to be for me I thought through running I would be able to release some of that pent-up grief energy so I think everybody I, has their own way right I really feel that this book was my way mm. so I might not be that puddle on the floor but I love to write so letting the words out and letting my emotions go onto the page and um, I think was, was for me, I'd never really done that before where I was a, where I wrote it all down. And that was just like, I just felt, I felt lighter. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I felt that too. When I read your story, even the progression 
of you, you know, first draft, second draft, final draft, I could just see that you were more and more willing to go deeper with right. all of that. And that, and to me, that's feeling the feelings, whether you're a puddle on the floor or, yeah. or not. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, everybody's different and, yeah. and uh, yeah, no right or wrong way. So that's really interesting to me because I, I feel like, and this, to your point that everybody's different and everybody, you know, grieves differently. It, it was different for me writing this book. And I think because I've, I've had the opportunity and I've given myself the opportunity to tell my story a lot. I've talked about it to a lot of people. So it was sort of, sort of just a, a repeat of that, just going a little bit deeper. Um, my, my release for my grief um, happens more when I'm alone. And more with these like small, acute things like music or like a shirt or like, you know, something very small or what other what somebody else would perceive as small um, when I'm alone. That really kind of, I don't know, makes things a little more raw for me. And whereas, you know, telling the story and and talking about my parents and how what it was like for me over this last nine years um, is doesn't doesn't do that for me. So I just, I find that interesting, just how different, right. How different people grieve and how Mm -hmm. the release is different. Yeah, no, that's, I totally agree with that. Jillian. Uh, I had somebody on Instagram reach out to me and uh, just thank the whole collective for writing this book, but also it gave her the feeling that maybe she should write her own chapter (sighs) and whether that should be a chapter that's published or wherever it may end up, maybe that process of just her writing her, her chapter would be so healing. Absolutely. And that's why I put a few pages in the back of the book to give somebody an opportunity to write their story, even if it's just point form, because we all said how healing it was to actually write it down. So I'm not a journaler. I don't have a diary. I don't, I don't, I don't know how many millions of people told me to start journaling after Katie died and I couldn't do it. I mean, I'm a sticky note fiend. I have bags of sticky notes where I jot down my thoughts and it is just a way of me to get, to get those feelings out, especially at that time I was working in an office. So, you know, you're sitting at your desk and you're bawling your eyes out, but you got to get to work. So I needed some way to, to put it down and put it aside for a moment, right? And so, I mean, like I literally did that. I wrote it out and put it to the side. And I think that's a huge thing that writing, whether it's a published piece or not, um, is a beautiful thing. And I, I think too, like if anybody can write poetry or music or even just quotes, I find quotes come up in my head often too. I don't, I don't know anymore if it's one I've seen online or if it's one I created in my own brain, but Again, just putting it out there somehow, I think, is a is a very beautiful thing. Very beautiful. Uh, something I wanted to, it's not in any of my notes. I made all these notes, and I'm totally not following them. But something that came up in my head when we were talking was when I did go back to work, if, like, I really had conflicting um, reactions from people because if I was happening to have a good moment and I was smiling um, you know people thought I was all better (laughs) but if I was having a bad day and maybe they saw me looking sad or maybe you know I was coming out of the bathroom after going in there because I needed to cry or whatever like they got very confused they didn't understand how one moment I could be happy and then the next day come in and obviously not slept and you know barely put together enough to work or whatever and like is that a common experience with everybody because again that's just an extension of the the truths about grief which I think she grieves really addresses too in a lot of our stories we we speak honestly and openly about the rawness and the craziness of grief Karen um yeah I think uh like I said previously when that woman came up to me and said I don't know how you can be Mm. here today um and then um I think on on the other side of that like you you just put up that strength you put up that face and paint that smile on your face and away you go and um And I think that, um, you know, there's so much more and more talk about, um, you know, 
letting people know, getting it out that that mental illness, and it's not an illness, it is something that everybody needs to look after you go to the doctor yearly, you need to Mm. take care of yourself, and your mind and your soul as well. And I think uh, that's a lot of it. I think that grief was something nobody ever wanted to talk about. So, you know, everybody uncomfortable, if somebody saw you crying, well, they'd be like turning around and heading the other way. So um, I think now more people are, are, I think, and I think this book will help more people talk about it so that, you know, there is more of um, comfort with it. So you're comfortable going up to somebody and talking to them after they've Mm -hmm. lost somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, I agree. Yeah, definitely. I'm hoping that's what this book does. Yeah, me too. I felt that so much in the early days. It's like you wanted to have like a sign on your head. It's like, (laughs) but my mom just died. Like in the first few weeks, there's the flowers and the cards and the I'm so sorry. And then it's just Mm -hmm. you by yourself and your grief. And um, I think I've shared a lot of the time, like a lot of times along the road to people um, because they've come to me and said, well, if I need to support somebody who's grieving, like, how do I do that? And I think the, just the acknowledgement, even if you have no idea what to say, whether you say, I can't believe you're at work today or whether I don't know if I could ever do that, just the acknowledgement to mm. like be able to be seen in those moments. And I know it's a hard, awkward thing to talk about, but the avoidance of it made me want to like scream at the top of my lungs. It's like, but my mom died. Mm. Doesn't anyone care? Yes. You know? Yeah. How is the world going on was something that went through my mind a lot. Yeah. Sasha. Yeah. Same for me. That was the hardest thing I think for me to grasp because I was like sitting there in my grief and I had just lost my mom. And then people were like, Oh, I'm going to the blue Jays game or I'm going to do this or I'm going to whatever. And I'm like, how, how does this keep happening? How do you just keep functioning? Like the whole Mm -hmm. world is, you know, changed now. And it was just really weird for me to um, just accept. And then, yeah, for me, um, back to your question about going back to work, I, same thing, I got into work and I was all proud of myself. I was there. And then everybody was just sort of like tiptoeing around me a little bit and not really sure what to do. And if I was upset, of course, I, and I talk about this in my chapter too, people said the weirdest things to me, like they try to make you feel better. And it's like kind of strange sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it doesn't necessarily help, but it, it, but, but to Jillian's point, it does help that people are still acknowledging it because it was the weirdest thing I would have, you know, an hour long phone call with a close friend of mine and they wouldn't bring it up. And then I'd get off the phone and be like, did they forget my mom just died? Like, is you know, or, and then, you know, or doesn't it mean anything to them? Right. right? And, and yeah. then that's the thing that you're like, okay, well, I guess I'm just expected to get over it. So I'll get over it. And then mm-hmm. again, time goes on and you realize that's not what happens. Um, and then, and then, yeah, I mean, work, depending on where people work, sometimes it's, you know, you don't bring your personal life to work. Mm-hmm. So then you're sort of, I was really young and I'm stuck in this spot. I'm like, can I talk about my grief? Can I talk about how sad I am some days? Can I, you know, Mother's Day is coming up, you're getting emails. That was a hard thing for me too in the beginning, you know, um, any junk mail you get, it was like, hey, Mother's Day is coming up and, you know, let's celebrate mom this way. And I'd I'd get so angry at those emails all the time. Mm -hmm. And then, and then, like you said, you're sitting at work, you get this email and kind of have to pretend it's not happening because your grief makes everybody else uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. It's, and that's a hard line because I mean, really you do kind of have to respect the fact that it does make other people uncomfortable. I mean, it's by no means your job. I mean, you're the one in grief, so it's not your job to make everybody feel better, but it's also like you can see in their eyes. A lot of people, it's not that they're doing it on purpose. Like they're not avoiding on purpose. Like they're just so uncomfortable. And actually I had one of my sisters say to me, um, she came down a few months after, like after everybody left, she came back again. And um, she said one of the hardest things was to see, and even though it was only a few months after Katie had died, but she said it was, it's so hard to see how much pain you're still in. Like, you don't have to say a word. 
I can just like, you're it's just all over you. Right. And that really opened my eyes a lot, actually, because I didn't, as much as I thought the armor was there or I was protecting myself. I quite often wore hoodies and the hood up if I took my dogs for a walk and that kind of thing, because I didn't want to make eye contact with anybody. Um, mine was fairly like out in the media and stuff. So that was part of it. But still, I just wanted to be by myself. But I never realized how much your pain or your grief you're, you just wear because you're so raw and open, especially at the beginning. So that actually helped me quite a bit with the people at work. It's like, oh, like they don't even like I don't have to say anything. They they can see it, and that would be hard. And I think too, um, it's hard when people don't want it to to happen to them either. So you're gonna run into that too. But unfortunately, and that's part of part of for this book is it is going to happen to everybody. You if you're if you haven't dealt with grief before and you don't know much about it. Sadly, it is going to be a thing. So hopefully this book will give you a bit of insight to the truth of it. Karen, you want to say something? Yeah, I just, when we were talking about like physically seeing that you were still in such the throes of grief, um, it's just such a, uh, it'll come out in so many different ways. For me, it was anger. Like I just seem to be angry all the time um about everything or about nothing and um and that was something that I that I really felt is that uh because I stuffed and stuffed and stuffed Mm -hmm. then like Sasha was talking about the basketball mine didn't come out in uh tears mine came out in anger so that's when my basketball came up. It was, yeah. it was watch out. <laughs> I'm angry. Yeah. But, and, and then I did learn by reaching out and going for counseling and going for help is that anger is just that secondary uh, emotion. It's something deeper than that. That's, mm-hmm. that's setting that anger off. Yes. So um yeah, so you learn you learn a lot as you go through it. That's for sure. Totally. So. And I mean, every emotion is right. Like there's not a wrong emotion with grief. It's just absolutely. Yeah. Just again back to the waves, right? It's just that constant ebb and flow of all of these different emotions. And it's also kind of weird too when you're like, for me, I, I always refer to it as happy, sad. Like so many things in my life are happy, sad. And it took me the longest time to just allow it to be that way because I thought, well, how can something be happy, but but I'm also sad. And mm-hmm. it it just is. So you're going to get anger and frustration or anger and sadness or, and there just is no right or wrong to it. I I don't feel like there's any right or wrong to it. It just is. And the part, I think, again, this book, going back to the book again, makes you realize that it's okay. Like you're, you're going to go back into the darkness, but just remember like, how did you get out of the darkness before or or geez, you know, I read Jillian's story and this is what she did. I'm going to try that because nothing else is working, you know, because as your your life changes, as you grow over the years, I mean, it's been quite a while since we've all lost our loved ones. So you you grow and you change and your life evolves as well. So your grief never, real well, for me, never really stays the same because of my new experiences in life and, you know, maybe what she's missed or what, what I would have wanted her to be part of or whatever. But so I, yeah, those are great. Um, I did want to ask each of you, you kind of all touched on it, but did you find this like the actual writing healing? Like was the process healing or did you feel like it was just part of your journey? Sasha? I'll start. I I think as much as I said, you know, the, like to Karen's point, it didn't, it didn't do that for me was the words Mm -hmm. that I used. Cause my, like my find my healing and my deepest moments are sort of when I'm alone and not talking about the whole story. But I I think what it did for me was allow me to kind of pause and think Mm -hmm. about how I'm feeling now about where I am now. Um, you know, after the loss of both of my parents and how, you know, if, healing in the sense that I was able to like recognize how proud I am of myself that I've gotten this far 
Um, so that I was, it was, it brought light to that for me because as you know, life just goes on, you have all these things happening and you don't really think about it, but it brought me, um, a few moments to sit and be like, yeah, so I did that. Like I've done this, I've made it this far. And, um, so I guess in, in that is some sense of healing for me. And, and, you know, people always tell me your parents would be so proud of you. Um, and I, I believe that now, like I had a mm. moment to think about that and I was really like, yeah, you know what? They would be really proud of me. So that was, that was really, really cool. And the, I wouldn't have done that. I don't think without the book. That's amazing. That's wonderful. Jillian. I think that um, like the story that I would have written on year one or year three or year five is so different than the story that I wrote out on the deck right there. And like having those moments that I dedicated to just writing, that part was so healing because the busyness of life, it gets away on you a little bit. And then you have these moments that come up, whether it's a song, I totally uh, agree with you, Sasha. There's these moments that I have when I'm all by myself, but um, to like give myself that space and that time to dedicate it to that, Mm -hmm. it felt Mm -hmm. so good. And I think I don't know. I would rewrite this chapter every year almost because so much changes. Yes, I agree with that. And I know when I was done writing my chapter and I was rewrite, like rereading the whole manuscript as one. And like there was parts of mine I wrote that I didn't remember writing, if that makes sense. It's like, wow. (laughs) Wow, really? And like it took a second, you know, to remember, no, that's that's you writing that. That's your story or whatever, but it's like, wow. So I think you do kind of, well, I do lose, lose yourself in that writing process and things come out that maybe you're not even necessarily aware of, or like you said, Sasha too, about the strength, like they would be proud of you for being able to, to realize that or acknowledge that or go that deep or any of those things. So totally agree. Karen? Yeah, I touched, uh, we kind of touched on a bit on that because as you read my mm. uh, draft and saw how I progressed through it. And um, uh, yeah, Jillian, when you said that, like I could write it every year, that really hit me. Absolutely. Because what I felt when I was 22 years old, when I lost my parents to five years ago, when I lost my sister to now to next year, to next week, practically, mm-hmm. it all changes so much. So, um, yeah, that really, that really hit me when you said that. And, and again, my chapter for me, that healing did come through with writing out my words. I, I absolutely felt that. And just, um, cause when I first started writing, I had twice as many words as I was supposed to. And it was all like, this is what happened. And this is the date and this is the time and very just laid out in a timeline. And that was it. There was no emotions whatsoever. This is what happened. And this is how it was until I till uh, Shannon, you really started to ask me like, so how did you feel? And, and, you know, really started delving into it. So yes, for me, it was the writing part was a huge, um, a huge healing and, and geez, I might write another one next year, Jillian. Thanks. For that. <laughs> <Such a laughs> hey, wouldn't that be a thing if we all got together, like on a weekend and redid our stories? Oh my God. That would be amazing. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> um, okay. Let, well, I'm going to go to my notes and see if there's something. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my goodness. Oh, so many feelings have come up. <sighs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. So I think we talked about what surprised you when you were writing, Karen. You said you were surprised about the healing. Sasha, Jillian, yes, did anything yeah. come up with you when you were actually in the process of writing it? Jillian? Uh, I think like how far I've come. Mm. Yeah, it, it's when I first started sharing my story, it was like out of a place of survival mm-hmm. and like just probably me reaching out to people to be like, somebody grab onto me and hang on to me because I need help. Um, but now I feel like I'm able to come at it from the lens of like, how could I help somebody else that's in this position? Yes. So it's shifted a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. 
I really feel that as well. Same. But when I wrote my first chapter a few years ago with Strong and Free, um, I I think I was I thought I was coming from a place of wanting to help somebody else. But I didn't realize just how much of a healing journey it was for me to write my words. So this time around, I did. I really felt like this. This was for others. Like, yes, we every every anybody that wrote in this book. I think we all agree we got something out of it by actually physically sitting down and doing it. But it was the not craziest thing, the most beautiful thing. Every time I talked to anybody, it was always, this was always like a gift for others. What I wanted or wished was out there when I was going through it. Um, if it only helps one person, then, you know, it was worth it. And all, all of those things. And I just feel like this, this book took a, a life of its own. Like, yes, we contributed to it, but in doing so, we've created this thing that is just I don't know. Sasha, thank you. Continue talking because I'm yeah. lost for words. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally agree. And I, I think that's the beautiful thing of this book is that it's written by, you know, so in, in the beginning, like I said, I felt so alone in this. I didn't know anybody who had been through it. And I felt like I was the only one. And then now there's this beautiful book written by 18 incredible women. So that just that alone is going to help people know they're not alone mm. in this grief space, right? Like I think we all know grief really is the loneliest place we've ever been, but like just knowing that there's 18 women here holding you up, having been through it, you know, proof that you're going to, you're going to get there. You're going to get through to this point. Right. I think is, is kind of really special. The really special thing about this book. I agree. And I really love the fact that it's from like, there's one author that's writing. I think it's barely been a year. And all the way up to like 20 plus years that they lost their loved ones. And it's, you know, grandparents, it's mothers, it's both parents, it's just fathers, it's siblings, it's children, you know, and none of it is like, ooh, that like that's worse than this or, you know, there's none of that in this book. It's just we're just all sharing from our hearts. So it's like, and there's no judgment. There's no, it's just such a beautiful book. Oh my God. I get so emotional. Every time I think about this book, I think my mom is sick of me talking about it too, because (laughs) I just love it so much. Um, Okay. Is there anything anybody else wants to say before I care? Do you want to say something? Go ahead. Um, I just have one thing to say, Shannon, when you and I did that, um, you and Brittany and I did the Instagram live. Mm -hmm. So we had a little chat about she grieves. And one of the things I talked about was, you know, strength, I find is was always kind of like a double standard, I was really proud of how strong I was. And then sometimes I was really angry that I had to be so strong. And it just that double edged sword just um, so then I talked about I think I might get a tattoo with strength on it or something. Yeah. So that night I had a dream about my sister and she had a tattoo. (laughs) No way. Yeah. So I haven't made the appointment yet, but for me, that was a huge sign. I know I did. Just thinking (laughs) about it, but um, yeah. And I don't dream about my sister very often, but Mm -hmm. it was very clear that night after that talk that yeah she he had a tattoo and that was the whole thing behind that dream so wow that's crazy just another healing moment (laughs) in this whole journey (laughs) Jillian um I just wanted to like thank you so much Shannon because you gave a place for this to all land like these stories are here and in this book because of you and I just the impact that like you bringing this into the world has made is incredible. And it's thank you. Like I'm forever grateful. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for all of you for joining. It was, I wasn't sure how it would even be um, putting it out there. I wasn't sure how people would take it because it by no means did I want to. um, What's the word? I didn't want to make these stories sensationalized. That's the word. 
like I didn't, I didn't want it to be to sensationalize what we've been through, but just from our hearts to the people that needed it, it wasn't about shock value or any of those things. So thank you for saying that. I, I appreciate that a lot, a lot. Um, I did just want to, we did just finish our pre-sale for the collaborative book. Um, and I think pretty much most of the authors have added in a few extra books to their order. So if you did miss out, um, feel free to message any of our authors. Uh, if you have contact with any of them, there's 18 of us. So you can, you can find us all on GCW Publishing. There's a couple pictures with all of our names and pictures on there. And that the book should be in our hands uh, end of October, beginning of November. So we'll have them out to you for those who have ordered or have contacted us afterwards and that would like one. So please do that if you're interested. Um, and I would just like, can each of you just unmute and just let everybody know where they can find you, whether it's on Instagram or if you have a website or something in case they, whether they want to get a book from you or they just want to reach out and say thank you or I resonate with your story or whatever. It's lovely to hear those those um, feedback from the readers too. Karen? Um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook. I have uh, my own uh, fitness company called Yours in Fitness and Health. And that is fitness of the mind, body and soul. So uh, this really this book really uh, spoke to me as well. And um, I echo Jillian's words to you, Shannon, too. Thank you for your support and your encouragement and your sometimes making me mad, telling me <laughs> to go deeper. <laughs> what? Me? <laughs> Don't want to go any deeper, but it was, um, I'm glad you made me, and not made Thank me, you. but I'm glad you yeah. encouraged me. Thank and um, yeah, so yours in fitness and health and I'm in Calgary. So I hope to, um, yeah, I ordered some extra books if anybody wants one in that area. So thank you. Beautiful. Beautiful. Sasha? Yeah, sure. I joined, so I, I joined the, this, this beautiful grief community on social media um, that I didn't really know existed until this past year. And it's a great space to connect with people who are grieving um, people who are educating, you know, other people on mental health and, and grief. So my uh, Instagram handle is the underscore grieving underscore daughter. And, um, and then, and yeah, just to that point, if, if you're looking for a space to, with people who, um, have also been through it and, and can be a little bit more supportive than friends and family that haven't been through it, um, I would suggest looking through social media for some of those sort of support people, mm -hmm. support groups. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can, before you go, Jillian, I just want to address that. That's something that I think is really important to share too. Uh, yes, your friends and family can be of your support, but chances are they also had a relationship with your loved one. So they're also grieving or they're grieving your grief if they're like supporting friends. So not that they're not a great support and I'm not saying that, but sometimes reaching outside where they're kind of less attached to that person or even less attached to yourself can be, I don't know, like gives... I know it gives me space to breathe a bit if I'm not also worried about how they are doing <laughs> grief. So that's yeah. great. That's great. It's, so what that's is true. the what is the Facebook group that you've joined, Sasha? So it's not even necessarily a group, just on Instagram. There are other okay. people who have um, I guess profiles around yes. grief Got specifically. Yes. So they talk about whether it's their experience or there's, you know, little memes and quotes about grief. Yes. Some people kind of get funny about things which can be really Dark helpful humor. for some yeah, people same. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you know a lot of it's relatable because you're like oh god I felt like that too but there was nobody really around you in your regular space that mm -hmm. would understand that so yeah. I mean when I created this profile I just started looking up certain hashtags ones same. that I was using mm -hmm. grief journey grief stories stuff like that so then this community kind of got built um, Beautiful. and, and yeah, and then people have other resources that can be really helpful mm -hmm. too. So there's a lot of sharing happening. So I thought that that was really lovely and Love supportive. That. Yeah. Love that. Wonderful. Jillian, how can people reach you? Um, I'm on Instagram mostly at dr Jillian Sawyer. Um, 
one of the things that I would ask if you're listening to this and you've experienced grief, um, I've had some people reach out because I want to donate this book to hospice. Um, hospice is all over Alberta, if I can, if you're involved in hospice or you've had a parent or a loved one go through hospice, just reach out to me because I want to donate to that hospice that oh, they were that's in. Beautiful. That's amazing. And all this information, I'll have them put in the show notes too. So they'll be able to contact you if they didn't have a pen or whatever to write down this information. So again, our book is called She Grieves, uh, published with Great Canadian Women or GCW Publishing House. Uh, we will be on Amazon eventually, probably not till near the end of the year. And that's just so that we can get the hands, the books from the authors into the hands of the people that pre-bought it or are reaching out right now in order to get it. Um, if anybody has any questions about the book, all the authors, I'm sure, are more than willing to you know, help you find where to buy it or answer a question or direct you to the publishing house. So please just reach out and let's get this book into the hands of the people that need it. And part of that too, I just want to add, it's not just for grievers. Uh, I mentioned it on a couple of the Instagrams that we did, but yes, it's a beautiful book for those who are in grief, but it's also a very helpful book for people who are supporting someone in grief. And that's just because we talk so openly about how we're feeling and how we maybe we're disconnected or what you say is is ang making us angry. Or one day we're, you know, that this was me. One day I, I was mad because no one is asking me out for coffee and that like, they didn't want to connect. And the next day I was mad because people were calling me and wanting to connect. <laughs> and it, there's nothing wrong with that. And I just like for people that are supporting others in grief, just know that it's just like invite us and we'll say yes and then we may change our mind and say no but please keep asking us because it's just a process it's the ebb and flow of grief and then it's also just for people who want to know more about grief honestly like you don't know a co-worker might go through something or whatever it's just a very insightful book so anyway ladies I think we could chat about this forever at least I know I could because I just really believe in letting people know the truth about grief and that they're not alone and whatever they're feeling is what they're feeling at that moment. And it's okay. So thank you for your courage in sharing your stories and thank you for joining me today. So I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you ladies. Okay. So last time I did this, I <laughs> I totally just went out. I didn't say goodbye to the people I was talking to. <laughs> so I think we're still recording, but I'm sure I'm sure Maddie can realize that we're done now. <laughs> so, so thank you, ladies. I really appreciate it. And you know, I hope we stay in touch, even if it's just through Instagram or whatever. I really do admire all the work that you're doing. And Jillian, if there's any, or anybody else, if you find a charity that you think is important, you know, reach out to us and maybe can donate a few books as well. Awesome. So, yeah. All right. All right, ladies. Thanks. We'll have a wonderful afternoon. I don't know when this will nice be aired. To see every nice to see everybody. Yes, it's been great seeing everybody. Um, I'm assuming Meg's might send something out to let us know when she's going to air it. I'm okay. just kind of doing a random few, and she'll just put them out whenever. So thanks again, yeah, ladies. Sounds good. All right. Yes. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to the She Speaks podcast. If you like this episode, please be sure to send us a five-star rating and review on iTunes to help us reach more listeners. For more information on our publishing services, please visit us at www.gcwpublishing.com.